0: TextTalk.news, Welcome to Talk. What is Talk? It's all about retro computing and modern-day text-based computing From board board systems to the shell We will keep you informed about the latest developments in the text mode scene and go in-depth with the focus topic for each episode Greetings friends You are about to encounter the text mode in all its glory and learn a thing or two on the way Unlock that cabin door, light the fire, and sit back with your collection of Text Talk podcasts. Let us pour your favorite brew and turn on the news, the TextTalk.news. Woo! texttalk.news is a FatStar production. FatStar is an inspirational and motivational network for bringing people to the Lord with the use of technology in a wide range of projects in the bulletin board system and text mode scenes. You can contact FATSTAR at PHATSTAR.net. You can also contact the TextTalk team directly through T-E-X-T-A-L-K dot news. Going full on mad retro. Woo!
1: Welcome to Textalk.News. In this second episode, we will introduce you to File Distro Networks. This is BBS 102. Welcome to the text mode, bulletin board system, and a Retro Computing News Broadcast, Text Talk Episode 2, File Distro Networks, released January 24th, 2021, running time 30 minutes, with your host, warm, fuzzy, woo! Part 1, An Introduction to File Distro Networks. An introduction to file distro networks so what is an FDN an FDN or file distro network is a plug-and-play file storage server that can be attached to a bulletin board system with the use of a telnet out SSH out or our login out connectivity function FDNs serve a wide variety of files from hacking conference audio the latest intrigues in the intelligence community to wares of all kinds fdns are very easy to set up that is connecting to them you simply make an option on one of your menus that creates an outgoing connection to the file distro network and control of the session is switched from the bbs to control by the file distro network breaking down the acronym an fdn is a file distro network so it is a network that you connect to that is used to distribute files. What are the origins of file distro networks? Echo Mail Networks' use of file bones, or in other words, the file copy function of Echo Mail Networks, were the first system used to distribute files over many connected systems. The modern day FDNs use bulletin board system software. To provide this service, there were also CD ROMs called the Night Owl Collections, which some sysops used and gave them a large selection of shareware files to add greatly to their file collections. Presently, shareware collections are rather no- non existent. It's mostly open source, to fair dealings use, to Creative Commons, or even public domain. The shareware scene has pretty much died out. The first modern-day FDN is ArchaicNet, with the anonymous archivers and silent partner FDNs arriving into the BBS scene shortly after. Internet-facing FDNs, why not? Several people have asked me why I don't just put all my files on FTP or in a torrent alongside the BBS file distro network. The answer to this to me is simple, we are providing a service to the BBS community, not to the Internet in general. There are plenty of places on the web where people can leech files from, but not so many file services for bulletin boards. Sharing files with both bulletin board systems and the web will decrease the use of BBSs, taking away from the purpose of FDNs. FDNs are meant for promoting the BBS scene. BBS resources are available there to be unique. To that scene, making that tight-knit community something special. Sharing our files with all media distribution systems would dilute the systems, making them just another file collection. If you want the most elite files out there, you're going to have to log into a BBS and connect to a file distro network and go exploring. What protocols do FTNs use? There are three ways to connect to an FDN. Those include the Telnet protocol, which has no security to it except possibly using IP whitelisting, which is pre-approval of your internet address. SSH is another protocol, this time with some security enhancements. SSH has been growing in popularity over the last several years in the BBS scene. With mass surveillance on the rise on the internet, Some people prefer to hide their activity. This doesn't mean that they're up to no good, but rather that they use SSH on principle because no one has the right to snoop on their private activities. For more information about SSH and secure computing protocols, please check out the Electronic Frontier Foundation at www.eff.org. Our login is a third of the three protocols and isn't adopted widely. It is considered by some to be better than Telnet, but not as secure as SSH. Personally, I use Telnet and SSH and let the BBS SysOps decide what to use on their end. I run the anonymous archivers and silent partner FDNs. Archive file formats. You may have found on web paste bins that certain files such as executable exes are forbidden to be shared. Because the admins think that users are foolish, so foolish that they will run those executable files without having antivirus software. In the FDN scene, anything goes. As FDNs rarely allow uploads, the problem of running virus-infected software is minimized, as it is assumed that the FDN sysop has an antivirus software package and has scanned their systems regularly. So there is no restriction of file types in the FDN networks that currently exist. As the BBSing scene is made up of people with a lot of technical prowess, it is expected that they would use file sharing hygiene. The file format with the best compression and ease of use is 7-Zip, an open source compression software suite. ISOs are also popular, and are image files of CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, and are also used on flash drives. File transfers. There are certain limitations to file transfer in the BBS scene. The user of a BBS will only get the FDN to run at the current speed of the BBS. If the BBS can run at 10 megabits, while the FDN can run at 100 megabits or even gigabit speeds, the lowest speed will win out. This is called the bottleneck. Also, regarding bottlenecks, is the protocol used for file transfers. Zmodem, the most commonly used file transfer protocol, can carry one kilobyte of data at a time, while its newer cousin called ZZAP, or Zmodem 8K, can transfer eight times the data per unit of file transfer. There are both regular Zmodem and ZZAP included in most BBSs, and there is the Synchronet SEXYZ protocol suite, which is portable across both Linux and Windows, that will implement that functionality into file distro networks and the BBS systems behind them. It is good practice to allow file transfers from both internal Zmodem and ZZAP as well as external SEXYZ protocol as well. One thing to note in addition to the above is that some BBS systems have a maximum file size of 2 gigs per file so you can expect that while using FDNs you will encounter multi-part files. FDNs in the scene. The two FDNs that I maintain are the Anonymous Archivers FDN and the Silent Partner FDN. Anon Archivers provides family-friendly content as well as some content for mature-themed files that deal with an immense assortment of files from all main topics of interest to tech-savvy folks. The Solid Partner FDN deals with topics regarding the open source intelligence community. Topics include backgrounds of the major players who went and whistle blew about government activities that was illegal, and a focus on the agencies themselves who go well beyond their mandate or have an evil government behind them that promotes the agents' illegal activity. I am all for the right of journalists to do their research into corruption. And this FDN, the Silent Partner FDN, aids in the education of people about government actions that flaunt the law and consider themselves as above the law. So anonymous archivers, Silent Partner and Archaic are the three FDNs currently operational at the time of this recording. As for ArchaicNet, it is run by Zarvek and is considered the most elite FDN around but contains content that is composed of all sorts of files, whereas the two nets that I run are more geared to a Christian focus or rather a Christian perspective. Part 2. Creating Your Own File Distro Network 2. Creating your own file distro network. System Security. Backups, backups, backups. If your system crashes and you lose all your data because you didn't backup, that is entirely your fault. It is recommended that one of your backups be off-site with at least two types of storage media, such as a flash drive and a DVDR, as well as having all your backups encrypted. For network security, it is a best practice to whitelist systems that connect to your FDN, rejecting connections to unknown addresses. To continue with the system security theme, you should also decide whether you want hard drive fail-safes in place, such as RAID, a redundant array of independent disks. The two most popular methods are RAID 0, also known as JBOD, or just a bunch of disks, and RAID 1, which uses two drives that hold identical copies of all files. So if one drive dies, the system will have the opportunity to image a new drive and become redundant again. Another good practice in system security is to use good quality equipment such as hard drives meant for network-attached storage, NAS. MeatLotion, one of our contributors to this show, once stated that if there were only one thing He could teach new IT folks that would be to use different brands of hard drives in RAID systems and getting hard drives from different batches of manufacturing batches so that RAID systems don't totally fail all at once. Storage Considerations it is important to store the FDN data on a name-brand NAS hard drive. Name-brand drives last longer and are generally more reliable. But how much storage do you really need? I would recommend no less than 4 terabytes for any FDN. And if you are really serious about it, then getting two Western Digital Red NAS 5200 RPM drives is optimal. These two drives would plug into a hard drive toaster otherwise known as a dual bay drive dock. I personally prefer a Nextstar drive dock, N-E-X-S-T-A-R, as I have had a fairly good experience with using them. No matter what storage solution you choose, you can expect that you will need to split the files hosted into two gigabyte segments for the file transfer to work over old systems or even newer systems that use old file transfer implementations. Back to the hard drive configurations for a minute. If you buy the same hard drive setup as me, having two 8TB drives and a toaster, you will need to buy two desktop fans for computers to cool the drives off so they don't melt down. With the massive densities of the hard drive platters these days, cooling them off is highly prudent. By using a hard drive toaster, you can also enable your system to be in a small form factor as the toaster is external to the main computer system box. For proper packaging, files stored on FDNs in archives should include the fileid.diz and fileid.ans files inside each archive. The DIS files are ASCII, black and white, description files while the .ans files are color ANSI descriptions not to exceed 45 columns and 99 rows. Software Considerations Should your file distro network be run off of a Linux or Windows system? The simple answer is Linux. However, for low use systems, where system security isn't a big issue for you, then Windows would be fine. With MysticBBS, that is M-Y-S-T-I-C-B-B-S dot com, you can now use Guru's software on Linux, Windows, and even ARM-based Raspbian systems like the Raspberry Pi. If you have a system with file storage systems on different computers, both connected together through the internet or through a local area network, you may find SSHFS very useful. SSHFS uses the SSH secure protocol to mount file systems onto other computers. This functionality is mostly for Linux. On Windows, the Mountain Duck software performs a similar function. Modern BBS systems can host any type of file, but it is best practice to disallow any uploads of any type. This is because some trolls will upload illegal material and then inform on your system just because they are evil. Now for the Goodies, the secret sauce about how to actually set up an FDN. After installing Mystic BBS, simply enable users to go to the Matrix menu and disable the users from being able to log on to the system or go to any other menu. This trick seems simple, but it is everything for the functioning of FDNs using the Mystic BBS software. It is also important to disable all access to the Sysop menu. So even if someone broke your security, there is no menu item at all that will bring them to your system administration settings. I would recommend either Mystic BBS, Synchronet, or Enigma as your FDN software platform. I haven't personally used any software other than Mystic for this, but I'm quite certain that they would work if configured properly. Part 3. Modern File Distro Networks. Modern File Distro Networks Modern FDNs File Distro Networks work on every major BBS hosting software package. If it was made beyond 2020, it will almost certainly work, as software developers share ideas for making the ultimate software suite to host BBS services. It is a friendly competition to have an all-in-one platform for hosting BBSs and FDNs. The plain old telephone service. Is POTS dead? Generally speaking, POTS connectivity is... dead. However, there are at least a few dozen private PBS's in North America that still offer POTS connections. Fatstar has a project in the works that will enable phone users to dial in and select their board of choice or FDN of choice. However, this mode of operation is outdated and slow but would be quite useful in an internet shutdown. So what do these FDNs have to offer? Well, files, of course. They are mostly clean without any of the three hosting services, hosting adult content, such as pornography or erotica. Any file imaginable, really, that isn't illegal, is a prime contender for finding a place on these networks. Archives of all sorts, music, especially track music, games, utilities, and documents are all readily available. Hosting with Hetzner. If you're really serious about having the best file network ever, then you should check out Hetzner.com. They offer the SX63 model of dedicated server for €82 a month. Which offers four 16 terabyte drives, 64 gigs of RAM, and a one gigabit Ethernet connection. It is powered by an Intel Xeon E3-1275 version five processor. For file servers of all types, this is without a doubt the best option around. The darknet. I would encourage you to host a private, friends-only BBS on the Darknet. Check out geti2p.net that is g-e-t-i the number 2 p dot n-e-t and torproject.org t-o-r-p-r-o-j-e-c-t dot o-r-g to learn more about Hosting systems in the darknet. In short, it is an anonymous service where you can host your FDN in secret. Advertising your FDN. The best ways to advertise your new FDN is over FSxNet. FSxNet is an echo mail network that is the most used echo net in the BBS scene at this moment. I believe it has surpassed the traffic of even Fidonet, which is the original Echomail network. You will need ANSI graphics to advertise your system with. I would highly recommend Luciano Ares of www.ansigarden.com That's www.ansigarden.com He offers both stock graphics as well as custom work. His content is extremely well done. What the future holds. The main thing the BBSs do not currently have is file mail. In the future, BBSs are likely going to add this function from within the FDN systems, allowing for a store and forward function that is BBS agnostic, running through the FDNs rather than on the BBSs. So that's the past, present, and future. Our next podcast will have a deep dive into the ANSI and ASCII art scenes from its early times to the modern-day art scene collectives.
2: You may wonder what an FDN is. In simple terms, it means a file distribution network. First of all, that means text, games, applications, or anything else that can be sent through your computer. These files are stored on a variety of computers known as a network. Now that we know what files and networks are, we have a distribution which means these files are picked up by a host or a main computer that provides these files to other computers in the network a file distribution network. There are many FDNs out there that contain a few files up to a major big boss network. Sometimes it's hard to find what you're looking for and oftentimes you can find something new that you weren't looking for and find something interesting. How do you find an FDN, you might ask, or a particular file you're looking for? First of all, you can search throughout the different BBSs that contain these networks, usually found in a file directory. We should know by now what a bulletin board is. Now imagine adding a distribution of files that flow through these systems. There's so many files out there. Just search throughout the different BBSs to find networks. You might ask, why would someone want to use the FDN? Imagine you're interested in a Christian podcast or something related to the underground scene. The majority of FDNs are legit and contain anywhere from a few files to thousands and thousands of files. Which network would you be interested in? How about Anonymous Archivers File Distribution Network that contains terabytes of files? You can start with AAFDN. It's hosted on many BBSs and continues being spread throughout throughout more BBSs as time passes. You might find something interesting and learn something new. You may still be hesitant to to why you want to check check out FDNs. There's text files, magazines, MP3s, PDFs, documents, the list is great and the, and the boundaries are expanding. So to review, we know a file distribution network is a means to exchange files throughout a community of systems connected together through, throughout the Internet. There are many projects in the BBS scene, two of which are Raiders Inc. BBS and WhisperNet. You can find Raiders Inc. BBS at VintageBBS.com at Port 1337 on Telnet Protocol. And there you can find an info pack of WhisperNet or the FTN. Raiders Inc. BBS is a customized mystic board that can be ran on Linux. While WhisperNet is a family-oriented network with various topics, all systems are welcome to join.
3: What's happening, people? It's your pal Al here, otherwise known as Hijinx on the bulletin board systems. I run the YouTube channel called Al's Geek Lab. And on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Al's Geek Lab, if you head over onto there, you will find the BBS documentary. It's the new one. It's called Back to the BBS, the return of being online. If you check that one out, even if you're a BBS aficionado, Hopefully you'll like it. But the main thing about the documentary is to introduce it to people who have never been on a bulletin board, or at least people who have not been on a bulletin board for a long time and might want to get back into it. It shows off the BBS of today, not yesterday, and it brings people together to this wonderful wee world that we've got. I hope that you can join me and introduce it to more people out there. And please, if you can, share the love and get other people to have a look at the documentary. That's youtube.com forward slash Al's Geek Lab. Thanks.
1: Talk.news is a Fat Star production. For more information about this news podcast, please visit textalk.news. T-E-X-T-A-L-K dot this episode number two was produced for january twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, with props to Crimson on FDN background, Luque for pre outro, and high drinks for the new movie on BBSing and the BBS community. Peace.
3: Boom. Peace. <laughs> Boom. Boom.